You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast about the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit strategy battle game by Games Workshop. This is Jeremy, and it's been a while. I've been quite busy lately and haven't been able to get out an episode, and this is basically a quick recording I'm going to do. I'm going to do very minimal editing, and I'm going to basically update our listeners on what we're doing and talk about plans for the future. So I've been a little bit unsure about the podcast at the moment, to be honest. Um, I've been busy in the real world. I've been doing lots of reports on my teaching job and haven't really got around to it. And every time I invite my friends over in the, the little spare time I have, even to do some recording, we end up playing games. And that seems to be a better use of time. That having people over playing games, socializing, instead of putting out podcast content has been the way we've been going lately. So yeah, it's a bit difficult. Just a little bit of background about me. I know we don't really go into this a lot on the Green Dragon podcast, but I thought I might just talk about it a little bit. I've got a young family at the moment. I'm married. I've got a two-year-old son uh, who's taking up a lot of time, of course. He basically wakes up very early in the morning and I get up early in the morning and I work pretty long hours as a teacher. I know that uh, the the stereotype is that you don't, but you end up doing, doing quite a bit of hours there. And then in the evening, I make sure I play with him, do dinner, put him to bed. And then my hobby time is essentially compacted to to once my family's in bed. So a couple of hours in a night, I can do a little bit and that's about it at the moment, which is fine. That's good for good for me. It's enjoyable. And then my gaming has usually been Saturday night. So the party animal I am, sort of early 30s, and then I can go and invite friends over who seem to be a lot, sort of mid-20s, a lot younger than me, some of them, and then we just got to know each other. It's funny about that. I've been gaming for Lord of the Rings and Hobbit for since the start, actually, and I was the youngest in the group when we started out. So... I had lots of people I admired and and played with, and it's turned around full circle now, and I'm one of the oldest in the group. So that's interesting to to turn around that way. Anyway, so what have I been doing since our last recording? I've been doing some conversions. I've been doing a little bit of painting and a lot of terrain. So for conversions, I've actually been experimenting with conversions quite a bit lately and done quite a few of them. And I've been asked by my friend Marty Taha, who has basically found all the miniatures in the range for me he's done so much work for me and he asked me to to put together a halberd for him and and of course in repayment for all the work he's done finding me the, the all the missing models in the range i happily obliged to that so he sent me an aragorn on horse and i've turned it into a halberd so i converted one of my spares as well so i made two halberd the one with the horn and the the banner that doesn't look like a christmas tree the one that looks more like a, a typical gondor banner the banner of the arvin arwen evenstar Put that converted that together, press molded a lot of the special parts for it, uh, did a lot of sculpting for it as well, and made two different halberds. So really proud of those. They turned out really well, and it's really boosted my confidence in my own ability to convert. So I'm not so worried about if any models are being released again because I'm pretty sure I can can sculpt my own. I've considered getting things cast if it's original. I've considered doing work as a commission, but in general, it's not really worth my time to be converting for other people. Now that said. I am thinking of doing some, putting a, the, a sort of shout out out on our BuySwap Cell forums from our Australian Facebook page and just saying, put it out there when I'm going to actually make a conversion run because by the time I've got all the molds set up and I've got all my sculpting tools, it's the difference between making one model and making a bunch of models isn't a huge amount. So I'm considering just to, to cover some of the costs for me to, to put out, say, 
oh, I'm going to be converting Sons of Aeol on foot. If anyone wants them, here's the price I could do them for. Here's what the finished result looks like. Send me a PM and let me know. So I've considered that. I'm not sure if I'm going to go ahead and do it because I actually don't like making my hobby my work. I can't stand doing that. It's nothing kills the fun more often. And that's, I guess, some of the reason why there's been a bit of a lull in the podcast because it did become a bit of work for me at times. And, and I work in teaching, I said before. I work in music and maths and drama. And I do a lot of a lot of sound stuff at school anyway. So doing some here is a bit of a, a pain. Um, I've actually, some of the early years, some of the podcasts I managed to do on work time because I had a bit of a lull in what I was doing, but those days are really gone now. It's, it's intense hours at the moment. So conversions, yeah, I did that. I'm going off topic, but I'm going to go off topic this episode and I'm not too fussed about chopping it out. I've been making lots and lots of terrains for our Masters tournament coming up run by Kylie at, at the school I teach at, Vermont Secondary, where we're trying to aim for this tournament. Yes, it's Masters, and, and that's a, a very emotive saying about it, and we want some competitive tournaments and competitive games, but also the aim is to have the nicest-looking boards in terms of the models that people bring. We really want people to go out of their way to make good-looking terrain, and, oh, sorry, not good-looking terrain, good-looking models, good-looking armies, and I'm really putting in to, to make good-looking tables. Now, there's a limit to how much I can do. I've Got a quite a few tables already set up, ready to go. There's lots of people in our area that have some really nice tables as well, especially people like Danny, David, and Tim, and, and some others as well. So we've already got a fair amount of tables, and I'm thinking of doing maybe one feature table, like going all out, doing the best I can for a table each year, and then doing maybe one or two others that are, are pretty generic with lots of island terrain and very versatile, maybe even adding to my original tables or doing them up a little bit. So the aim is that the terrain gets better and better each year. Now I've been I've lucky that I've got a lot of terrain supplies. So this year I've basically delved into the cupboards and pulled out lots of stuff that I've had and turned it into terrain. So at the moment I'm working on my Rohan table. So using uh, foreground buildings, some of the medieval buildings, using secret weapon miniature board tiles, which I've turned up from thinking that they're not so good to being absolutely fantastic, and I really enjoy them. And I've got a bunch of Citadel Woods that I've ended up with. So I'm trying to make those look a little bit more Lord of the Rings. So I've put heaps of foliage on them, lots of leaves. I've managed to obtain lots of leaves and put them on. And I'm really happy with the result. The trees were not my favorite things in the world. And they always seem to be bare and, and looking very generic and very samey. And now mine still look the samey, but they look quite dense. If you've seen the Desolation of Smaug book, if you were lucky enough to get a copy of that before Games Workshop got rid of it after a couple of months, it's got some really nice Merkwood trees in there. And that's basically the idea I've stolen. Lots of dense Citadel foliage on them. And they look great. So I'm very happy with that. I've been painting terrain and putting lots of flock on and, and doing all that sort of stuff. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the boards put together at Masters. That's what Masters is about for me. Uh, about the terrain. But also about the people coming from interstate and from locally to, to meet up and have some fun games. So looking forward to that. I've also done a little bit... Trying to experiment with some other conversions... I've converted some basically veteran orcs. My idea is that they're four doll Guldor. I've been putting, say, some capes on them and some Gundabad orc heads on them that I, I molded up, and I'm really happy with the results. And the funny thing about this one was that I put it up on our uh, the Australian Lord of the Rings and Hobbit Strategy Battle Game Facebook page, and there was some real controversy about the the uh, the, the cloaks, which I kind of find funny because there's a lot of orcs in the range that have cloaks. Uh, the Mordor or Akai have cloaks. The Morgul Stalkers have cloaks. Uh, there's lots of models that have cloaks, and if you go through and have a look through them. So putting cloaks on orcs, I didn't see was that bad a thing, but people did not like it at first. So 
that was that's that's okay. They can dislike or like whatever. That's not a problem. And I I like it because I can put so much freehand on it. So I painted a freehand spiderweb on it and a little red spider there that's sort of invocative of the eye of of Sauron, but not quite the eye of Sauron. So it could be done before he became an eye and and used there. So I'm really happy with that. I've done one test model of spearmen, and I'm going to probably do a warband or two of those up and then can use them as generic orcs or any of the veteran upgrade orcs, which I don't think there's many. Offhand, the Dol Guldur orcs is the only one that I remember, but someone will correct me on that and one day I'll look through the rule books. But I'd rather be converting. So that's what I've been doing in terms of my gaming. Now, for the show going forward, as you've probably know, the show's grown a little bit unwieldy. It's got so many segments we can't keep track of them. Now, that's me. That's my fault there. The, the show started, we've got quite a few contrib- contributors um, it's got basically the main segments. We had the mustering an army, know thine enemy, and then a generic main episode was how we started out in this current form. Originally, I did it as a variety show, and that was where I wanted to go with it, but it's fine to have the different ideas there. Now, the mustering an army and the know thine enemy are very popular segments. They're, they're pretty much more popular than anything else we put together, except, of course, the Battle of Five Armies review that we did. It's unlikely we'll get to do a much more of those reviews. If we're lucky, maybe one more, but I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of new releases. I do think there might be some new models, but I'm not holding my breath either way, and I'm not that fussed either way. I'm not too worried about it. We've had 15 years of models, essentially, so that's a fantastic run. We've got so many books. I still haven't played through everything, so it's going to last me a long time anyway. The scenario spotlight was added a bit later, and that was my baby and that one. I, I love the scenarios. That's my, the reason I'm in the game. The telling the story of it, the challenges that it gives you for terrain, the challenges it gives you for painting, the challenges it gives you for the story, the, the fun of it. And the feel like when you're playing with an opponent, you're not playing against them, you're playing with them. You, you're telling a story. You're still trying to play hard. And we've got, we've got fantastically good at the game because we play so many scenarios and we've got used to so many abstract situations and things. But it's just generic fun. It's so good. I really like the scenario. So I'm... The scenario spotlight is mine. I know it's not particularly popular. I know a lot of people don't listen to it, and that's fine as well. I don't. Oh, I'm going to get to that in a moment, but I'm. That's that's my indulgence segment, and I'll talk about what I want. And if you like it, that's great. And if you don't, well, that's fine as well. Not a problem. The others, I've been. Look, I get bored of talking about one topic for the whole time. I want to talk about lots of different ones. So I've been trying to create new segments, and mostly, they haven't been met with a huge amount of response to them. Not a lot of listens, and that that's okay as well. But. I'm thinking the plan going forward is, one, because it's so difficult for me to get the group together, I'm going to take control of the Scenario Spotlight, which is the one I want, and the the numbered episodes, the episode ones. The episodes are going to become more of a variety show, typical to most podcasts, to be honest. So lots of small segments, lots of chat there. Sometimes it'll just be me. Sometimes it'll be me with another person. Sometimes it'll be me with a few other people. Sometimes it'll be a few other people, not me. And... I'm not sure about it going forward, but it gives a lot of opportunity there to bundle everything together. I'm hoping for lots of little recurring segments there, and I'll talk about that in a moment as well. The mustering an army and the know that enemy are not my passions. For those who know me, I can talk about them. I'm quite knowledgeable about them, but I'm not really that interested in the mustering the army format and the know that enemy format. Not because I think the format's bad, but just because the actual points focused part of the game is not where my interest lies. I'm not so fussed about it. I'll actually go through a book and things and not even look at the points until I put an army together. I'm not so concerned about that. I've been to tournaments where I've had an army gone and haven't even looked at the rules for the models until the day before the tournament. Once again, not so worried about that either. So that's not where my passion lies. I'm not one of the person that 
that gets the book and number crunches and doing all this stuff, which is funny because I probably could do that quite well, but it's just not really that interesting for me. So I'm going to pass it on to people like Kylie and Matt and, and any of the others in the show and let them put that one together and, and they can be responsible for that. Will they stop totally? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure about that. But the best thing about this show for us is it's not work. We, we don't have to do it. We're not obliged to do it with anyone. We don't have any show sponsors. We don't have any obligations. So if we keep going, that's fine. If we don't keep going, look, that's fine as well. It's not the end of the world. We've been having a break for a while and, and really haven't heard any repercussions at all, which is both good and bad. Anyway, so some of my ideas for the new show, I've, I've recorded a few segments already, and look, some of them will just get cut out and thrown away. Some of them will be put in, but I've got things like the book reviews. I really like going through the old books and telling people what's in them and what I think about them, and, and that's that's exciting for me. I like redoing it. It's got a real nostalgia feel to it. I like to talk about conversions, what I've been doing, and some ideas for that, so even some inspiration and, and other ideas, and maybe some rules you can use for them as well. Interviews with various people. I do like doing the interviews, and I find that sometimes it's hard to get non-podcasters and people who haven't done a lot of public speaking to talk. So the interviewing is the best way to do that. You keep prompting them and it's all about them. So I do like the interview segment. Um, I like to, I would like to have some correspondence. Like maybe someone from overseas or in a different scene or a different state could, could submit a segment or something if they can record an MP3 and put it in our, our Google Drive, which I'll give them details to if they, they need it. That would be fantastic. I'll be happy to include another contributor because the more ideas we have, the better. And I guess the less that it's it's relying on my voice, the better it is. I'd like to do some interviews. Now, there's some people in the gaming industry who I may or may not be able to get interviews with in the future. No guarantees whatsoever at the moment, but I am looking into that because it would be great to hear some of our our the people who've contributed to the game, the people who contribute to all kinds of things. So that would be fantastic to get some of the people in the gaming industry. No guarantees there. I don't know how hard that is, but but we are working on that. Um, I'd like to talk about the games we've been playing because it's good to update people what we're doing. We play a fair few games, not as much as we used to in the days where it was a weekly occurrence. Now it might be a fortnight or, or every three weeks, but talking about the games we've played and what's happening... I don't know that we'll do full bone battle reports. I know I had to try one of them and it just didn't sit right with me. I didn't particularly like, but I still put it up. Um, we may do some video battle reports occasionally. I'm not going to move into a YouTube channel at this stage. Video is not really the thing that, it's not my thing, but for a different reason. For I don't watch a lot of videos. I don't actually watch a lot of TV or anything in general. The main reason is any spare time I have, I want my eyes to be focused on painting a model or doing some conversions or or something else. So I do a lot of listening-based activity. So I listen to some podcasts, I listen to audiobooks, and paint and make models and do all kinds of things like that. So the videos don't really interest me that much in that I probably wouldn't watch them. So it doesn't give me a lot of motivation to make them, but there are some people in our community who I've touched base with who are very passionate about it and who have the equipment and things. So we might see that. Uh, I'm sure the games we played would look fantastic in video battle reports. We've got very nice terrain and models and things, but that's that's something that's up in the air that might be done. I was thinking about some competitions. Now, at the moment, the money is is a funny part of this. I, I contribute a bit of money to it. It's not a huge amount. I bought some of the equipment. I borrow some of the equipment from work. Uh, for the hosting costs are pretty minimal. There's there's a subscription fee to SoundCloud, but we don't pay for really much else. So there's not a huge amount of money. The main cost is time, and that's a big cost. But for competitions, I was thinking of putting out things like design a scenario around this model competitions or do something else or that have to be something that creates a bit of work. I don't want 
I don't want stuff that's really simple to win the competition, but it might be able to put some put some prizes into that. If we ever do go the donation route, I'm sure that we'll put the money straight back into competitions because I'm not really interested in profiting off this. One, I don't think I could, to be honest. I think if I, if I tried to go down this line, I would be kidding myself and, and better to stick to my day job. But that's that's an option in the future as well. On the scenarios, I would like to somehow create a, a some new scenarios and things. I think we do that in my group anyway, but I'm sure other people do that as well. So some scenarios there, whether they are points match scenarios or whether they're they're set participants. I'm not so fast. I'm happy to try new ones there. And then some of the other passions that I have, I wouldn't mind contributing small sections on. So things like the music, I'm actually reasonably knowledgeable about that being a music teacher and would like occasionally probably to talk about some of the music in Lord of the Rings. I think it's a fantastic score and go into some details there and maybe using music in your games or, or something like that. that. That might be self-indulgent, but someone might enjoy it, maybe one person. And then... Some of the, the actual mathematics behind the, the game itself, I wouldn't mind going into a bit of detail there because there's a lot of misconceptions about the statistics and about things that happen in games and, and all that kind of stuff. So maybe just a bit of addressing on that as well. Once again, I probably wouldn't do that all the time. It might be just a, occasionally a, a bit of a study in, in something and and maybe getting people discussing about it. Well, I'm not an expert at all. I've done some, some tertiary level mathematics and I'm a, a math teacher, but it's a high school level math teacher. So it's not like we're getting really PhD level stuff, but you can, we can provide some, some decent content there, but I want some more ideas as well. So this comes down to one of the, the, the toughest parts about this. And thanks for listening. If you're still doing that, the feedback, a lot of times I'll go and record an episode and recording the episode is the short part. It's the, the part it takes probably about, I don't know, 15 minutes longer than you actually see on any of the recordings. And that, that includes things that set up time and things that I've got rid of. But the planning takes a while. A good episode needs to be planned and a good episode needs to be edited. And the editing is where I put a lot of time into it. I'm probably to a, like, to a fault of myself, like, reasonably perfectious about what I put out. I know it's not great. And look, I'm, I've never been happy with any episodes I've put out because I've had to cut corners at times. But I do spend a lot of time trying to make sure that the episode is as good quality as I can make it at the time. And you might have seen some improvement in that over time. You might not have. That's fine as well. But I I spend a bit of time editing it. And that's that's I think that's the case with everyone. You can't just throw out any rubbish that you put in there. You've got to put some effort in. This episode being the exception, of course. It's the unedited one, which I'm loath to listen to again. But anyway, so so what, I, what happens is I'll, I'll spend the time recording the episode and then I'll go and edit the episode and then load it up on the SoundCloud. Watch the download numbers. The download numbers are are pretty low to be honest. So we've probably got about a hundred listeners, which is a good amount. It's a, it's a nice amount, but it's not a huge amount. It's not groundbreaking. I'd love to have more people listen if possible. But the problem is at the moment we've got to the point where there's a couple of people that give us some good feedback each time, which we really really appreciate it. But there's not a lot, so I'll go and I'll put out an episode, put the work in, maybe put a couple hours of my hobby time, three four hours of the week into an episode, and I'll put it out there get someone to say thanks for that, and then nothing else. And the effort put in to the response is not there. And I'm sure people are listening, and there might be some people who are enjoying it. There might be some people who listen to it 20 times and think it's wonderful. I doubt it. But it would be nice to get some feedback from people and some some correspondence. So please, 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 if you enjoy the show or you've got any ideas for the show or you've got some new segments you want to put in or whatever, please contact us either at the Green Dragon Podcasts, which has an S at the end. I don't know if people can find that Gmail address, but 
thegreendragonpodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook page. We've got the Green Dragon Facebook page and also the Australian podcast, sorry, not the Australian podcast, the Australian Lord of the Rings and Hobbit strategy battle game page is probably the most active of all those places. Uh, you can feed feedback there. I'm on that quite a bit. Uh, that's my, my sort of one part of Facebook that I lurk in and not so much lurk. I sort of spam it. But anyway, it's it'll be really good to get some feedback on the episodes and, and the episodes we've got the feedback on are the ones we've asked for listener questions. And these ones always seem a little bit like a cop-out to me. Oh, listener questions. That's what we'll definitely have to do in each episode. Anyway, it's it's very little planning because you guys do all the planning, but it gets the most responses because people really appreciate us answering the questions. And some of the questions seem really obvious to us, but it's fantastic that you're asking them because we would never have asked, answered them anyway. We wouldn't even consider them. So that's that's something that's really good. But basically what I'm saying is if you want the podcast to continue, and this is not a threat or anything like that, please give us some feedback about it because, look, you know, honestly, if, if if it's quiet, we keep putting it out and there's nothing there and people aren't interested, which is which is fair enough as well. If people aren't interested, that's fine. We'll probably stop putting them out. And that, that's... That's okay as well. Everything comes to an end. But if you like them, please let us know. Please do that because it really does drive it because from our end, we really do get nothing. We, we put it out there um, at events. You go to events and sometimes you hear people quoting the podcast and things and that, that blows my mind. But we need to we need to know that there's something you appreciate and something you appreciate the timing because it is an investment in time and it's an investment in the community and it's an investment in our game and, and that's why I'm happy to do it. But once again, I've got better things to do if, if there's no reason to do that. So... That's my thought, and that's what I've been umming and ahhing about. And I had really considered just just walking away, shutting it down, just saying, oh, look, I'm a bit over it. And I guess busy times and, and winter does that to you. But, look, I'm happy to continue it if there's a market to continue it, and I'm not interested in any sort of financial profit or anything like that. Just just the feedback to know that what I'm doing is actually doing something to make a difference. Otherwise, I'll just focus on making my terrain or, or painting my models or playing my games with mates and, and just leave the podcast fade out. So... Thanks for listening to this and we'll go back to our plan at some point in the future if there's if there's a request for it, please put it out there. If there's if there's nothing, if once again we put this out and we get no response, maybe, maybe I'll release one and try it out, maybe not. I'm not holding myself to anything at this point. But we've got our master tournament coming up next week, so we'll have lots of content there to talk about. I've got lots of scenarios to play through, lots of ideas to put in, and it's basically just about whether or not we're gonna put the time into it. So Thanks a lot for listening. Sorry about this rambling episode, and hopefully it's not terrible to listen to. It probably is. But anyway, we're going to finish up there. Thank you for listening. Good night. Please provide some feedback to me. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.